Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Party with the two gals thrown in. But he added to Harold in a low voice, "Don't you build too much on these gals, Harold. I wouldn't say so while that poor fellow's listening. But the chance is a desperate poor one, and I think we'll be mighty lucky if we don't leave all our scalps in that air redskin village." The traps were soon placed in the canoes, and just as the sun burst out, the three boats started. It was a long and toilsome journey. Stormy weather set in, and they were obliged to wait for days by the lake till its surface calmed. On these occasions, they devoted themselves to hunting and killed several deer. They knew that there were no Indian villages near, and in such weather it would be improbable that any redskins would be in the woods. They were enabled, therefore, to fire without fear of the reports betraying their presence. The Senecas took the opportunity of fabricating snowshoes for the whole party, as these would be absolutely necessary for walking in the woods. Harold, Jake, and Duncan Cameron at once began to practice their use. The negro was comical in the extreme in his first attempts, and shouted so loudly with laughter each time that he fell head foremost into the snow, that Peter said to him angrily, Look a here, Jake. It's dangerous enough letting off a rifle at a deer in these woods. But it has to be done, because we must lay in a supply of food. But a musket shot is a mere whisper to your shouting. Thunder ain't much louder than you laughing. It shakes the hall, place and might be heard from here well nigh to Maltreal. If you can't keep that mouth of yourn shut, you must stop up of the idea of learning to use them shoes and must stop in the canoe while we're scouting on shore. Jake promised to amend, and from this time, when he fell in the soft snow wreaths, he gave no audible vent to his amusement, but a pair of great feet with the snowshoes attached could be seen waving above the surface until he was picked up and righted again. Harold soon learned, and Cameron went at the work with grim earnestness. No smile ever crossed his face at his own accidents, or at the wild vagaries of Jake which excited silent amusement even among the Indians. In a short time the falls were less frequent, and by the time they reached the spot where they were determined to cross the lake at the point where Lakes Huron and Michigan joined, the three novices were able to make fair progress in the snowshoes. The spot fixed upon was about twelve miles from the village of War Eagle, and the canoes were hidden at distances of three miles apart. First Pearson, Harold, and Cameron disembarked, Jake, Peter, and one of the Indians alighted at the next point, and the Seneca chief and two of his followers proceeded to the spot nearer to the Indian village. Each party, as they landed, struck straight into the woods, 
to unite at a point eight miles from the lake and as many from the village the hunters had agreed that should any indians come across the tracks less suspicion would be excited than would have been the case where they found skirting the river as it might be thought that they were made by indians out hunting harold wondered how the other parties would find the spot to which pearson had directed them but in due time all arrived at the rendezvous after some search a spot was found where the underwood grew thickly and there was an open place in the center of the clump in this the camp was established it was composed solely of a low tent of about two feet high made of deer hides sewed together and large enough to shelter them all the snow was cleared away sticks were driven into the frozen ground and strong poles laid across them the deerskin was then laid flat upon these the top was a little higher than the general level of the snow an inch or two of snow was scattered over it and to anyone passing outside the bushes the tent was completely invisible the indians now went outside the thicket and with great care obliterated as far as possible the marks upon the snow this could not be wholly done but it was so far complete that the slightest wind which would send a drift over the surface would wholly conceal all traces of passage they had before crossing the lake cooked a supply of food sufficient for some days intense as was the cold outside it was perfectly warm in the tent the entrance as they crept into it was closed with a blanket and in the center a lamp composed of deer's fat in a calabash with a cotton wick gave a sufficient light what is the next move harold asked the chief will start when it comes dusk with pearson peter said when they get close to the village he'll go in alone he'll paint iroquois before he goes cannot we be near at hand to help them in case of a necessity harold asked no peter said it wouldn't be no good at all if it comes to fighting they're fifty to one and the lot of us would have no more chance than two if they're found out which ain't likely they must run for it and they can get over the snow a deal faster than you could to say nothing of cameron and jake they must shift for themselves and'll make straight for the nearest canoe in the forest they must be run down sooner or later for their tracks would be plain no they must go alone when night came on the seneca produces paints and one of his followers marked his face and arms with the lines and flourishes in use by the iroquois when without a word of adieu he took his rifle and glided out from the tent followed by pearson peter also put on his snowshoes and prepared to follow i thought you were going to stay here peter no i'm going halfway with him i'll be able to hear the sound of a gun then if they're trapped we must make tracks for the canoes at once for after following em to the lake they're safe to take up their back track to see where they've come from so if i hear a gun i'll make back here as quick as i can come when the three men had started silence fell on the tent the redskins at once laid down to sleep and jake followed their example harold lay quiet thinking over the events which had happened to him in the last three years while cameron lay with his face turned toward the lamp with a set anxious look on his face several times he crawled into the entrance and listened when the crack made by some breaking bow came to his ear hours passed and at last harold dozed off but cameron's eyes never closed until about midnight the blanket at the entrance moved and peter entered 
How you seen the others? Cameron exclaimed. No, and we're not likely to, Peter answered. It was all still to the time I came away, and afore I moved I was sure they must have left the village. They won't come straight back. Bless ye, they'll go away in the opposite direction and make a sweet miles round. They may not be here for hours yet. Not that there's much chance of their tracks being traced. It has not showed for over a week, and the snow round the village must be trampled thick for a mile and more, with the squaws coming and going for wood and the hunters going out on the chase. I've crossed a dozen tracks or more on my way back. If it wasn't for that, we daren't have gone at all, for if the snow was new fallen, the sight of fresh tracks would have set the first engine that come along a-wondering. And when a redskin begins to wonder, he sets to to ease his mind at once by finding out all about it. If it takes him a couple of days, starts to do so. No, you could lie down now for some hours. They won't be here till morning. So saying, the scout set the example by wrapping himself up and going to sleep. But Cameron's eyes never closed until the blanket was drawn on one side again, and in the gray light of the winter warning, the Seneca and Pearson crawled into the tent. "'What news?' Harold asked, for Cameron was too agitated to speak. "'Both gals are there,' Pearson answered. An exclamation of thankfulness broke from Harold. A sob of joy issued from the heart of the Scotchman, and for a few minutes his lips moved as he poured forth his silent thankfulness to God. "'Wow, tell us about it,' Peter said. "'I can ask the chief any questions afterward.' "'We went on straight enough to the village,' the hunter began. It are larger than when I saw it last, and War Eagle's influence in the tribe must have increased. I didn't expect to find no watch, the Redskins having so far as they knew, no enemies within five hundred mile of them. There was a lot of fires burning and plenty of Redskins moving about among them. We kept on till we got quite close, and then we lay up for a time below a tree at the edge of the clearing. There were a sight too many of them about for the Seneca to go in yet a while. About half an hour arter we got there. We saw two white gals come out in one of the wigwams and stand for a while to warm themselves by one of the fires. The tallest of the two, well nigh a woman, was Nellie Welsh. I knew her in course. The other was three or four years younger, with yellow hair all over her shoulders. Nellie seemed quiet and sad-like, but the other appeared more at home. She laughed with some of the redskin gals, and even Jean did in the play. You see, he said, turning to Cameron, she'd been captured longer, and children's spirits soon rise again. Arter a while, they went back to the wigwam, when the fires burned down and the crowd thinned, and there was only a few left sitting in groups round the embers. The Seneca started. For a long time I saw nothing of him, but once or twice I thought I saw a figure moving among the wigwams. Presently the fires burned quite down, and the last injun went off. I had begun to wonder what the chief was doing. When he stood beside me, we made tracks at once, and have been tramping in a long circle all night. The chief can tell ye his part of the business itself. Well, chief, what have you found out? Peter asked. The Indian answered in his native tongue, 